0: we <laughs>
2: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Happy Friday. Happy farewell to 2016. Michael Pelko with you, sitting in for my friend Glenn Beck. If you want to know more, join me on Twitter at StuntBrain, S-T-U-N-T-B-R-A-I-N. You can also join me Monday through Friday evenings on the Blaze Radio Network on a show called Pure Opelka. And we've just expanded to five nights a week and Saturday morning. So we have plenty of room. If you want to join the conversation here today, you can do it on Twitter. So many of you have been tweeting in, and I appreciate you. We're asking what you, what you won't miss about 2016. Or you can also call 888 727 back 727 2325 We're talking with my friend, our show friend, Dr. Wendy Patrick, Wendy Patrick, Ph.D., she is a lawyer, she is an author. You see her on television all over the place talking about the politics and, and some of the things we're discussing today. A, a legal question about, about Amazon and these devices in our lives that listen to us, like Amazon's Echo. Do these things, could they betray us? Uh, the same way Chicago's police unions are saying if cops wear body cameras, they need to be protected for hot mic moments where they might say something that could be, uh, I guess, a, a problem. And the unions want protection. Wendy, welcome back. I know you only have a couple of minutes here before you join some TV show, one of the hundreds you're on every day. Uh, w- did you hear about the cop thing in Chicago?
2: Uh, You're going to have to fill me in, Mike. Uh, There's been a couple of different incidents that we've heard about in Chicago.
0: Okay. In Chicago, the the police union boss is saying, well, wait a minute. If you're going to put body cameras on the cops, first of all, uh, we want more pay for any cop that wears a body camera, which I thought was pretty interesting. And the second thing, they want immunity in case the cop says something that could be considered uh, a hot mic moment, you know. (laughs) an embarrassing moment. And I, I was kind of surprised by this. I think that's a, a lot of hubris on the union side.
2: Well, you know, we, we're, we live in a day and age where everything we do and say is caught on video camera, audio recording, whether it's inadvertent, whether it's intentional, whether or not it's going to be admissible in a courtroom. So the instance in Chicago is representative of some of what we're seeing all around the nation when it comes to how much are we going to be able to use of the things that are recorded. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, Recordings are now being used not only to solve crimes, but to exonerate people from committing crimes. And so, too, in the law enforcement world, it's it's both a sword and a shield when it comes to how they are used in police work, when they're activated, how they're activated, whether they should have been activated or whether something that was inadvertently recorded should be admissible. So it's not a surprise that unions across the nation would be taking a look at this just to make sure that these devices are used accurately and fairly in police work.
0: It's interesting, Wendy, isn't it, that, uh, that as you mentioned earlier, the technology is ahead of the law, that so much of what's happening is, is venturing into untested territory. Under, we're putting our toes into waters. We don't know what's underneath and, and we, we're, we're going to have to, I guess, uh, we're going to have to have a few problems, a few kerfuffles before we actually figure it out. And I, I'm fascinated by this murder case that they're actually it looks like the judge said, I'll grant the subpoena that the the Arkansas man whose body was found in a hot tub over a year ago can now include a probe into new evidence that might be on his Amazon Echo smart speaker, which To me, that sounds like self-incrimination. I know you've only got like a minute left. Are we protected from self-incrimination by devices that might record us that are personal devices? You know, Mike, I could talk for a whole hour on this. It's such an
2: interesting question because on the one hand, obviously, everybody's got a right not to incriminate themselves. On another, you ever you don't have to buy these devices. I mean, there's lots of people that buy devices that are voice-activated and then are upset that they actually work as designed. But you also see a lot of cases where there are other things that activate devices. So you might have instances where perhaps you're recording illegally where you don't have everybody's consent. You might have instances where something else is being recorded and it has nothing to do with the suspect. I mean, let's face it, it's unlikely somebody is going to activate a device and ask, how do I dispose of a body? How do I clean up blood in my house? Normally, they're asking about the weather or asking a device to play seventies music. So you do see that sometimes these things work as intended and why shouldn't they be admissible, but that is not exactly just a a knee-jerk response when it comes to what a judge is going to rule as admissible. A judge is going to have to see whether whether these devices are reliable, whether they've been tested, and whether in fact the information is consistent enough to show to a jury. That's been untested as of yet. And that's why we're closely watching some of these early cases seeking to admit such evidence.
0: This is fascinating stuff. Wendy, I know you're short on time. Promise me, will you come back Monday and let's deep dive in on this a little bit more? I'll grab some more cases and we'll, we'll, we'll tear it apart. It's a date. It's a date. Well, Happy New Year. <laughs> Say goodbye to 2016 and all the craziness and let's have a great 2017, my friend. Happy New Year to you as well, Mike. Take care. That is uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick. If you want to know more about her, wendypatrickphd.com is where her digital world lives. And she really is somebody that I use on a regular basis on the nighttime show to talk about issues like this. I'm fascinated by this case, especially it it comes on the heels of uh, the the case with that guy Durst, who was wearing a microphone in a bathroom while he was recording a, a series, a documentary series, and they believe he admitted to committing a crime. They believe he admitted he confessed to murder. And now that case is currently in court, and they're saying that uh, he, he, was, he was not admitting to it, and in fact he was just rambling because he was, uh, he was a meth addict. It's, it's stunning what's going on right now. It's absolutely stunning, and it is the technology that's getting ahead of us. For example, today the story is breaking. The story is out there that, uh, where where did that go? Is it Amazon? Amazon, who wants to use drone delivery for just about everything, and I was joking earlier when I said, can my drone be delivered by a drone? Well, that's probably going to happen because it, it appears that this flying warehouse, Amazon, wants to put a gigantic warehouse in orbit 45,000 feet above the Earth that will be a warehouse at high altitude, and when you order stuff, it'll be deployed and delivered from the floating warehouse. Imagine, sort of a giant blimp, an airship that is a fulfillment center. Now, I'm guessing it's got to be automated, because can you imagine saying, oh, I've got to get up to the I've got to get up to the warehouse, and you have to fly up to 45,000 feet and then supervise this. But they're going to need somebody to keep it in working order. They're going to need somebody to make sure the machines stay on track. They're going to need somebody. Oh, this is just amazing stuff. We are truly uh, starting to delve into the world of the Jetsons. And this technology, warehouse, a flying warehouse, fully functioning flying fulfillment center, that will deliver drones, uh, that will dispatch drones to deliver stuff to you. Just amazing. And, you know, we we worry, well, what about stuff falling from the sky? Do you know how many things are up above us right now in orbit that don't fall from the sky? There are thousands and thousands and thousands of things up there circling the planet, and they're not going to come down and clunk us on the head. Just we have to calm down about that. But I I will be looking forward to that. I I love the technology. I'm addicted to technology. But I also love my privacy. And uh, Dr. Wendy was talking about, uh, she was talking about um, if you record somebody and not everybody in the room has given their permission, that could be a problem. It could render something inadmissible in court. And I also believe that not only do we have a Fourth Amendment, a Fifth Amendment issue here, but we also have a Tenth Amendment issue because every state is different. Every state has different requirements on if you can record a phone call. For example, do you remember the, uh, the story of Monica Lewinsky and the phone calls where she admitted what happened with Bill Clinton? She didn't know those calls were being recorded, but the state where they were being recorded only required one party to consent, and there was the, the rub, as it were. Lewinsky could not prevent those tapes from getting out because one party, namely the party recording her, knew they were being recorded. But I think now when you, let's say you call a customer service line, they always say, Uh, By the way, for training purposes, we record all our calls. And I want you to uh, start trying this out. Every time somebody says that to me, I always say, oh, yeah, that's great. We do that here, too. I'm recording you on this end. And pay attention to see if anybody picks up on it. Typically, they don't. But every now and then you will get someone who says, wait a minute, you're recording me? And I always say, yeah, sure I am. You're You're recording me. Why can't I record you? It seems like it's only fair. Really. Another story I want to get to, and we will get to this after the bottom of the hour. We talked about all the celebrities who died this year. And yes, this week, the horrific tragedy to the Fisher family with Carrie Fisher passing away at 60. And then 24 hours later, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, dying can you die of a broken heart? Is that, is that a thing? Is that possible? Well, we're going to talk to a doctor about that very subject, and he's going to give us the explanation. But before we get to that, there is a story that's floating out there. And it's one that I'm surprised hasn't gotten more attention. It is a, a rant against Caitlyn Jenner A rant saying that Caitlyn Jenner should not be named one of Glamour magazine's Women of the Year. The magazine making that announcement or about to make the announcement, which will be the 25th anniversary. But somebody said, I think misogyny plays a really big part in all of this. That a man who goes to these lengths to become a woman will be a better woman than someone else who was just born a woman. Interesting. Imagine if I said that. If I said Caitlyn Jenner being named Woman of the Year or one of the Women of the Year by Glamour magazine was misogyny, that, a, that a, a man who goes to these lengths to become a woman will be a better woman than someone who's just born a woman, do you think I'd have my job? Do you think if I went on to say just because you lop off your mm-hmm <laughs> and then wear a dress doesn't make you a mm <laughs> woman, If I said, I've asked my doctor to give me long ears and liver spots and I'm going to wear a brown coat, but that won't turn me into a cocker spaniel. Do you think I'd still have my job? Somebody actually said that. Somebody actually went public with that criticism of Jenner and hasn't really been called out. I'll explain to you what I'm talking about around the corner. Michael Palka in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Glenn Beck Beck Program The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment
2: The Glenn Beck Program
0: Mercury
1: this is the glenn beck program
0: coming to you live from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of delaware this is the glenn beck program hosted today and monday By Mike Opelka. I am also here on the Blaze Radio Network nightly, Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern on a show called Pure Opelka. You're welcome to join. Looking for a little holiday film to see? I know a lot of people are saying, go see Sing. Go see Sing. The animated thing with all the animals singing. You might encounter some social justice warriors protesting out in front because they say it's racist. You have to see it for yourself to believe it. But uh, you also might want to take a look at something. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's in theaters yet, but it looks like it could be very entertaining.
1: New from Disney and Pixar, in association with the producers of Where's Waldo, comes a major motion picture for our time, ripped from the headlines, especially if the only headlines you see are on HLN. She's lost and all alone in a great big world. Flushed from the headlines. Trying to make it back home. Is she in the woods? Is she out of the woods? Is she in a coffee house? Is she being hacked by the KGB? Or in the secluded underwater prison, a captive of the evil trump fish? Finding Hillary. Just
2: keep voting. Just keep voting. Just keep voting. The latest post-apocalyptic
1: post-election animated classic featuring a two-dimensional candidate in a three-dimensional political world.
0: Finding Hillary. Opening Friday. Ready, G, whiz, will you get over it? Thank you, Doc Thompson. My buddy Doc Thompson sent that to me, and (laughs) I love it. Obviously, it's not a real real movie. I will get back to my topic about the uh, offensive comments made about Caitlyn Jenner, but Jeff is on the phone again from uh, Georgia. Jeff, I'm sorry we lost you earlier. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program, sir. Hey, Mike.
3: Thanks for giving me a second chance.
0: Yeah, everybody. You know, I am the leader of the First Church of the Second Chance, and I believe that everyone deserves.
3: <laughs> Same. Well, I appreciate it. A second chance. I wanted to share a couple things about the twenty-two lives uh, movement that Ernest was talking about.
0: Okay, what, what uh, Let me just fill everybody in. What what Jeff is talking about is before last hour, we talked to uh, Ernesto Rodriguez, who is a, a former a former fifteen um, year Army guy who retired who is walking from Tennessee all the way to California to raise awareness of the vets, especially those who are committing suicide at the rate of up to 22 a day. And Jeff wanted to chime in on another way to uh, draw attention to this problem.
3: Yeah, so I honestly didn't know about it until Christmas. My wife, um, I'm a big fan of Nineline.com's apparel, which is a wounded uh, veterans-owned company. And uh, I live about two miles from the headquarters, and so I have a lot of T-shirts. And so she gave me a 22 Lives T-shirt for Christmas, and that's when she told me about it. But so I I just want everybody to know they can go there and they can uh, buy the T-shirts and everything else. And everything that they buy there goes to Wounded wounded Warriors. But the other thing is that I thought was pretty cool is there's a – unlike these, like, mannequin challenges and white bucket challenges, there's a a 22-day challenge where you tag your friends on social media. You're supposed to do, I guess, 22 push-ups for 22 days or something like that. But it brings awareness out, and uh, I think it's really cool. I'm a veteran myself, so um, uh, I appreciate you know all these kind of things that people are doing.
0: Well, Jeff, thank you for your service. What branch did you serve in, sir?
3: So I was in the United States Army. Oh,
0: God bless you. Now, um, in, in terms of, of that, that company that is – Owned by wounded vets. That's giving the, uh, a portion of their proceeds to help wounded vets. What What is the name of that company? Because I didn't catch it.
3: it it's Nine Lines.
0: Nine lines.
3: Yes, exactly like that. Uh, okay, their their shirts stick out everywhere in the crowd. I have every time I wear one, somebody is always wearing one and comes up to me and like, "Hey, nice T-shirt." You know, it, it, they're, they're a re- it's a really good uh, good uh, uh, thing that they're doing
0: okay beautiful i will get i will get it out there i will look for it uh I'm, I'm i'm having trouble getting it up on the computer now but i and i'm up against a hard break but jeff thank you for your service thank you for calling attention to this and uh i hope to be sporting one of those shirts myself soon. <laughs> thanks uh, mike happy new year happy new year sir when we get back uh can you die of a broken heart we lost uh debbie reynolds the other day she lost her daughter carrie fisher Dr. Jorge Rodriguez joins us because apparently this is a real thing. And look, our hearts are kind of important to us. Number one killer in America is heart disease. We'll find out about this next on the Glenn Beck Program. Come back, won't you?
2: This is the Glenn Beck
0: Program. Michael Pelka with you on the Glenn Beck Program on this, the final Friday of uh, 2016, a year I will long to see in my rearview mirror and won't miss in the immediate future. It is a year that, that saw, well, there were some good things. Look, I got to participate in, in my Super Bowl. In other words, I got to attend both of the political conventions. I had a front row seat to all the all the New York shenanigans and all the press conferences that Donald Trump was involved in and then I was afforded the opportunity for the Blaze and the Blaze Radio to host or visit both conventions both the GOP convention in Cleveland and the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia very unique experiences each one of them I think the the one unifying thing that both conventions have are the hats everybody's got ridiculous hats that is that I and I always look for things that unite us versus things that divide us and if you're talking about political conventions there is precious little other than the fever and the fervor and the hats and I I had a lot of fun taking pictures of the hats now I mentioned we were going to be talking about some of the notable deaths of the year obviously David Bowie Prince Muhammad Ali Justice Scalia And so so many. But in the last week, everyone's been fascinated and uh, heartbroken over the the death of Carrie Fisher at 60 and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, who died uh, 24 hours after after uh, Carrie Fisher died. It's got to be heartbreaking. It's got to be heartbreaking. But can you die of a broken heart? And that was uh, the thing we were trying to figure out. And um, I'm hoping, I don't know, do we have Dr. Jorge on the phone yet? Is our buddy Dr. Jorge there? Still trying to get him. All right, we're trying to get him, so we will deal with this. There, there is a, uh, an actual condition that says that uh, you, you can die. You can die from a broken heart. It's something that happens to you. Uh, while we wait for Dr. Jorge, I'll call your attention to my survey question of the day. We are, um, we're asking New Year's Eve. Are you staying in, are you going out, or haven't you decided yet? Answer the poll. It is on uh, my Twitter, it, at StuntBrain, at S-T-U-N-T-B-R-A-I-N. I'd like to get to know this audience based on the little things in your life. So now that we have our buddy Dr. Jorge here, if you want to know more about him, DrJorge.com is the place you can get the Wellness Wednesday tips from my buddy, a board-certified internal medicine doctor. Also a guy who has written books about your health, specifically focusing on how to avoid diabetes, which I think is an epidemic in this country, and it takes just little common sense things to deal with. And um, I'm going to ask Dr. Jorge the poll question before we get to the broken heart question. Dr. Jorge, are you staying in? Are you partying? Or have you not decided yet, Mike? I
1: have not. Hey, Mike, how are you? First of all, Merry Christmas, and I have not decided yet. We're actually going to an L.A. King's hockey game that ends around ten thirty, and then after that we'll decide whether we go to a party we were invited to or not I'm a little bit of a cold uh chances are you know what we'll go out a little bit but i don't like to party too much on, on new year's eve i think it's kind of uh kind of an amateur's night you know it, it usually doesn't live up to the expectation
0: yeah i've i have to admit sheepishly i was part of the amateur night years ago and have uh, backed off after i realized just how how much dumb stuff we did and are so lucky to still be here.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I did New Year's Eve for work a couple of times, Times Square, and it's crazy. And if you're working, you can say, I'm sorry, I'm not drinking, and you can stay sober, and it's wonderful. But to be among a million people is not my idea of a good time. It's for folks much younger than I. So I will be riding the couch watching Kathy Griffin. And, uh, Anderson and Anderson Cooper mm-hmm. have a good time. And I've got a buddy who's producing the uh, one AM show from Dallas. You'll be at the hockey game. Who are they playing, by the way? Who are the Kings? I, I think they're playing the
1: San Jose Sharks. Ooh. yeah. Who's right up there? I think number two and. You know, and the Kings are on the bubble to make the playoffs. And uh, can, you, can you believe this? A Cuban boy who probably didn't see ice until he was 24, you know, into <laughs> hockey. It's crazy.
0: A Cuban boy who didn't see ice until it was being shaved into a mojito. <laughs> but, no, the, um, I'm a hockey fan. I'm an undying, unabashed Chicago Blackhawks fan. And uh, you guys almost Ooh. knocked us off a couple of seasons you, you ago. You just
1: said fighting words when you said yeah. Chicago Blackhawks.
0: Yeah. That, uh, we're the original six. We're part yeah. of the original six in the NHL. And three of the last six Stanley Cups went to Chicago. So, yeah. But I got, uh, I got
1: you, to tell you something. Chicago fans are great fans. And even when they were playing the Kings a couple of years ago, we were up in Chicago. And, and they were, yeah, you know. They, you bantered back and forth, but the whole time they were very respectful and just really great fans.
0: Well, plus your team is—you've got fast skaters on that team. That <laughs> is a fast and tough team. And enough with hockey talk. Yes, enough. Can we talk now? The Debbie Reynolds story—it just—it it struck a chord with me because grief is a, 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 such a powerful thing and an overwhelming stress thing. Can you die of a broken heart? You
1: can. You, you, and, and let me, let me uh, clarify that. You know, there have been lots of studies that have shown that people that have been married or together for decades, um, they, they die sometimes within weeks of each other, mm-hmm. um, statistically greater than they would have. But there is a, definitely a syndrome called broken heart syndrome that we doctors call stress-induced cardiomyopathy. To put it very simply when you're under times of great stress or great sadness your body releases this hormone called cortisone and cortisone we have in small amounts but when it's released when it bombards your body in such high amounts um, it can cause the heart to have crazy rhythms it can cause your blood pressure to go up but what has been noted is that in many people it actually makes the heart muscle sick. it's called cardiomyopathy and the heart muscle uh, the Japanese have a name for it called Takatsubo, uh, and I practice saying that, because it, it looks like some sort of urn that they keep octopuses in. I looked all this bizarre stuff up. So the heart just sort of gives up and just becomes flaccid. Hmm. So it, it's, it's crazy, but it definitely can happen.
0: So in the case of, of somebody like Debbie Reynolds, who... who- Died suddenly, and the initial report was a stroke. Right, so that possibly could have been. And I'm I'm playing my amateur doctor role here. uh, Elevated heart rate that stressed the arteries, and she blew out an artery and had a stroke, and and that may have taken her or pushed her over the edge.
1: That could have done it. Her blood pressure could have gone way up, and that also could have blown an artery. Uh, You know, so people that are more fragile, that already have heart disease, that have partially broke uh, blocked arteries definitely are at higher risks at times of greater stress when things like this happen. Uh, it could be fear. It could be a divorce. You know, it, it, it could be a letter from the IRS. It could be almost anything. <laughs> but it, sadness can definitely and mourning can definitely affect you.
0: Well, they, they say that those, those uh, big life events can build up. For example, if you move, if you change jobs, if you get married, if you get divorced – the loss of a loved one, and if you compound all of those, uh, they they could have, uh, I guess, an avalanche of emotion that takes you into the spiral. And in this case, what was the Japanese word for it again?
1: I think it's tokatsubo, tokatsubo.
0: I think I ordered that last night.
1: <laughs> I think I got sick from eating it, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, it's uh, it's it's such an important topic. I'm not trying to make light of heart disease. No, no, no. Especially on National Bacon Day. I don't know if you knew this. National Bacon Day is today, and I, I haven't had any yet. I plan on having a little bacon later. How bad is, is our is heart Today is
1: National D- Bacon Day? Seriously? Yeah.
0: yeah, seriously.
1: All right. Well, Mike, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but I live with a Texan, yeah. and... Two Thanksgivings ago, our turkey was a nice turkey, really latticed on the outside with bacon strips. And um, so I took an extra lipitor that day and enjoyed uh, bacon. <laughs> but you know what? We, we are making light of it. The key is that heart disease is the number one killer in this country, the number one killer. Almost 700,000 people a year die from heart disease. Wow. And. I always get a little annoyed with people when they don't want to take medications for their cholesterol or their blood pressure because they're feeling fine. And the problem with heart disease is that you feel fine until the day you don't, and that oh. it may be too late. So a word to the wise, if, if you're over 40, if you have a high blood pressure or diabetes, for God's sake, check your heart. It is what keeps you alive.
0: And, and you're saying check your heart. Don't just go to the, the health chair at Wegmans and put your hands on the blood pressure meter.
1: No, listen, I'm going to do some wellness Wednesdays about the difference between high blood pressure, a stroke, and heart attacks, because people really confuse them all. Uh, Think of it this way. If you have a lawn, under the lawn is the PVC piping that supplies water, right? For all you know, if you look at your lawn and it looks green, you're getting enough water to your lawn, you're getting enough blood, but you don't know if the pipes are 80% clogged. And Mm. one day, One of them is going to get clogged 100%, and that sprinkler is not going to give water. That's a heart attack when that part of the lawn dies. So if you have a family history of your overweight, you need to ask your doctors to do more thorough tests than just a blood pressure or even an EKG. All right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 now getting panicked, not just about my lawn. No,
1: but go ahead and enjoy your bacon ice cream or whatever you're having today.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. From the guy who had a turkey wrapped in bacon last year. <laughs> but you did take- I had a little bit. A little bit. Right. Right. Weren't you the guy who was telling me about uh flan?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, flan. Listen, another another motto of mine is if you can do it, moderation and everything. Well, you know, I think that's uh, key. You, know, yeah. cause if you I really do believe that. I think in diets, if you deprive yourself of too much stuff, you, you end up binging and, and going overboard.
0: Well, it so, is about, and, and you and I have had these talks for years, and this is Dr. Jorge Rodriguez. DrJorge.com is his site. He's a great author. He's a common sense guy. He's a physician, an internal medicine guy, and he speaks plainly to us in the, in the layman's world about health and medicine, and you're my go-to guy and stuff like this. Uh, I'm Thank sorry you. to say we had to bring up the topic of a broken heart can kill you. Now we know it, it can. It's not exactly your heart breaking in half. But uh, going forward in the new year, Dr. Jorge, I hope we can talk about uh, January and what, what we all need to do to kick off uh, the new year and stay healthy. And I hope you and, you'll and you carve out some time for us going
1: forward. I, I would love so. I, I'd love to do that. And, you know, we'll, put on a, we'll get on a plan together. So thank you, Mike.
0: Well, the last time we did that, you told me I couldn't drink for the month of January.
1: Well, did you listen to my advice?
0: I listened. <laughs> Application was a different thing. I know.
1: All right. And, and I'm still about to send your your Christmas present, and you'll see what it is.
0: I can't <laughs> wait. I have one for you, too. It's a trophy, and I think you're going to love it.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Yes. <laughs> But uh, good luck to your, uh, your kings. We'll see you in the playoffs, sir. Thank
1: you. I'd love that. That would be great. We could banter back and forth. And Happy New Year to you and yours, Mike, and, all to, and to your listeners.
0: Thanks, Dr. Jorge. Take care, all right. my friend. Have a great one. Thank Bye. you. He is one of the good guys out there, one of the good guys who explains medicine the way uh, I wish my doctor, and I wish my brother, who is a physician, he's a surgeon, I wish he could speak as, as plainly and as clearly as Dr. Jorge. Just a, a good guy, and I, I appreciate him so much. When we get back, I think I have one more little story to share with you, and then we'll wrap up 2016. I've got to put a bow on 2016, and, and as I said, I'm tying lead cinder blocks to it and dropping it in the ocean. Michael Pelka in for my buddy Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck Program. 888 back. Mercury. It is the Glenn Beck Program wrapping up 2016. Micah Opelka from Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network saying thank you for joining me today and being a part of the show. So many of you participated via the Twitter and uh, we'll be back Monday. Monday, I have a very important story about the U.N. There is something happening at the U.N. that nobody's paying attention to. At least I don't think so. If you remember Agenda 21 and how evil it was, then you should know and you should want to be here Monday because the UN took Agenda 21 and pulled it off the table. Once we started pointing it out, once we exposed the one world government plan of Agenda 21, the UN shut down that program. But it's coming back, and it's bigger and more dangerous than the previous one. I will explain that to you on Monday. Plus, we're going to look at food trends. We'll talk to Dr. Wendy more about your privacy. And I want to share something with you. When we started 2016, my, my dream, my goal, my mission was to be situationally aware at all times and try and be more attentive to situations around me. And I think I accomplished that. However... I want to put a new, a new mission in place for 2017. And it struck me yesterday when I saw a rose bush trying to kick out a flower in, in late December here in Delaware yesterday. And I thought, nature is relentless. Nature never stops trying to create beauty. Nature just never gives up. And so for 2017, I'm really hoping... That I can be more like nature. That I can be relentless. But I can be relentless in my efforts to create things that are beautiful. Things that contribute. Things that make people smile. Yes, we'll still educate. But let's push. Let's be relentless. Let's make beautiful things in 2017. Testudo, my friends. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.